Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a Clio talk. Um, we've had a little bit of a gap. We forgot to do some planning for episodes. So uh, here we are with another Clio talk. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. Someone had a cross-country road trip, though. Yes. Yeah. I went out to Maine from Kansas City. It took uh, 24 hours on the road. Some beautiful countries, some heavy construction, some rain. Uh, people in New York do not know how to drive. They do not. Rainy road, mountain road, 35 miles an hour, getting tailgated. Like, they're trying to run me off the road. It's like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, we're in the middle of nowhere, and, and it's been raining all day. I'm not going to go 55 miles an hour and go off a cliff. And so... Let's start first with your review of Ohio. Um, it's all right. I don't know. Well, you, you went to like an arcade bar there. Uh, it wasn't an arcade bar. It was just a regular bar uh-huh. uh, where they served beer and they had a mango seltzer that was not particularly good. But my <laughs> fiance said that she enjoyed some of the beers they had. And I did drink one of them because she got a flight. So it was the little shot glasses and it was uh, okay. I don't like beer. And did you take the northern route or the southern route across Pennsylvania? We took the middle route. Mm. So we kind of just drove through forest and mountains for a while until we uh, popped up like probably 150, 200 miles north of New York City. I think we took like 84 or something the whole way across. Did you go to a Sheets? Did not. Saw a lot of ads for them. Didn't end up going to one. You didn't go to a Sheets or a Wawa? I didn't see a Wawa like at all once. And then the one time we did stop for gas, there wasn't a Sheets anywhere. So, Also, we were going to Sam's Club because gas was like three seventy five, But then you go to Sam's and it's like three fifty, And I think that that's worth not going to a Sheets because it's just knockoff quick trip anyways. Yeah. Fight me. No, no. I mean, like, I, I, I rep quick trip just as much as you do. Oh, no, I know. I know. We're in your quick trip jacket today, even though you haven't worked there in like three years. Yeah. I'll go ahead and tell people my former employer three years ago. Yeah. But, yeah. And you are a menace at a bunch of different major events. Yeah, I I, uh, I got up to Maine, deposited the fiance at her job in undisclosed location in Maine. Um, and then I uh, flew back to KC by way of DC, and I had a 12-hour layover. <laughs> um, so I, I hit all the sites. I went to the White House after getting lost in the metro. Uh, I was standing outside the white house. I took two photographs and then my camera died. So I went to a coffee shop, uh, where I got to hear some lobbyists for like a pro democracy, whatever. It sounded like the kind of people that got us into Iraq, but he was lobbying some like junior staffer, like really hard over coffee at eight thirty AM. And it's just like the whole time I was sitting there thinking, man, this guy has like a circular briefcase. Does he have a hat in it? I need to know. <laughs> it was just a circular bag. <laughs> and it's just like, is this guy carrying around a hat in a bag in D.C.? Like, I, I need to know because he's just wearing like a sport jacket. And I, I didn't have the heart to ask him because I didn't know who he was. But, uh, yeah, I walked from there to uh, 
the south uh, side of the White House, which is completely cordoned off. You can't walk up to the fence anymore. Like I was going to do the Pablo Escobar photo, just kind of like me standing there, but you can't do it anymore. What? They have it completely cordoned off. You have to go stand over in like the ellipse lawn uh, path. So, on the opposite side of the building. No, okay. So the north side is like the one. It's still open, and yeah. that's the one like right next to the fence. But the south side with the like round bit, you can't walk up to the fence anymore. You now have to be on the ellipse uh, lawn path across the road and all that. So you can't hardly see it anymore. What's the point of that being like one street down, but on the other end, you can get right up to the fence still? I don't know. I I don't know what the security is for, because you'd figure they'd have the same kind of security around the Capitol, but you can just walk right up to it. Like, there's no, there's, there's some police or whatever, but that's just, the police were just there to stop you from getting into the construction site, because they're setting up for a graduation when I was there. So there's just like them setting up gigantic bandstands. And also they have like the Memorial Day concert series, I think. But I could have done my own personal January 6th there. Like there's no security. In Minecraft. In Minecraft. Well, I, it's a joke, whatever. Yeah. But point being is that the one that actually got invaded like a couple years ago had very little security. And the White House had a lot of security <laughs> on one side. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. But uh, yeah, then I, I walked over uh, south to the Washington Monument. Um, I, I walked wait, up wait, to that. You did a Capitol tour, though. Yeah, well, that was later. I'm, I'm oh. doing this chronologically. <laughs> oh, okay. did the, the, the Washington Monument, I looked at that. It's a lot bigger than you think. Uh, it's stone. I don't know. I was able to touch it. Uh, I walked down to the John Paul Jones Memorial because I thought it was the John Erickson Memorial, and it was not. And then I walked to the John Erickson Memorial by way of the Martin Luther King Jr. Memorial, uh, I don't know why there's a John Erickson memorial, but if you listen to our series on the Monitor and the Merrimack, which is, I believe, our first series, uh, then you know who that is. Old heads remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, did that. Did the Lincoln Memorial. It was cool, I guess. Um, I've been there before. And then, I, yeah, I, I walked over to the Capitol. Uh, I, j- I just walked in. Um, they, they do tours. I thought that you had to have your representative. I didn't have a representative. I just kind of walked in, and then they just kind of put me in a tour. So I got to walk around the Capitol. And you were telling me earlier that you were putting a tour group with uh, foreigners and one sovereign citizen. Yeah, there was there was a guy who, like, well, we were just standing around in the uh, rotunda room for, like, 20 minutes uh he was just asking the tour guide why he had to go through security because according to the first amendment he should be allowed to go wherever he wants um and the tour guide was just like i i don't know dude i mean i think they just want to make sure they know who you are i'm an intern yeah i mean she was very nice it was a very good tour i thought but uh yeah that that, that was cool is the rotunda only one person brought up january 6th while we were in the rotunda uh, just to ask if that was where that happened. And they're like, I mean, yes. Uh, and then we walked into, I believe it was Statuary Hall, uh, right as Kevin McCarthy was coming out of his office and doing a press conference there. So uh, I don't know. This episode is probably going to come out today, the 24th. So if you all saw the uh, 22nd, that like Kevin McCarthy thing, the p- photos that are everywhere of him being interviewed about the debt ceiling limit, I am 
We, I wasn't able to find myself, but I'm in the background. I'm in that room. Oh, oh, oh! Don't worry. He spent an hour before this podcast <laughs> trying to find himself. We spent a I lot was, of time. I was going to make it. I was going to make it the the photo for this episode. But if I fucking find it, we, we did a deep dive into Getty Images website. Yeah, yeah. So we've been a where's Waldo for all the people who don't know what we look like because this is an audio format. But it's like, look, I'm in this photo. Anyways. Uh, I didn't know at the time what they were talking about. I would have been more disruptive if I had, because if I get kicked out of the Capitol, who gives a shit? I'm not paying to be there. It's free. Well, I mean, like, I, from my understanding, the only way you need to get kicked out of the Capitol is trying to overthrow the government. Like, you can just do anything you want in there, like steal portraits, a podium. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, genuinely, it's like, dude, I paid for all that. It's mine. I should be allowed to take it home with me if I want to. But uh, you told me that uh, some people in your uh, tour group didn't know who Kevin McCarthy was. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, just the, the whole half the room is just security and reporters. And a lot of the tour people were like, who's that? Like, who's that guy? And the tour lady was like, oh, it's uh, Kevin McCarthy. And like, oh, who's that? Uh, oh, it's the Speaker of the House. Oh, okay. Is is he important? <laughs> she was like, I mean, he's third in line for the presidency. Uh, she's like, oh, okay. Is that is that good? It's like, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, only we'll the line of secession for like you know the most powerful country and you know we have a lot of nukes on the line. Uh, <laughs> it's just like being there in the Capitol with probably the one of the two most powerful people in the Capitol building, uh, just about twenty feet away from you and just having no clue who it is. <laughs> just like what him and what like Chuck Schumer or something are those the two heads? Yeah, I know Kamala Harris is like the president of the Senate, but that's kind of like not really recognized uh and there's like the senate uh pro tempore or whatever but that's just the oldest person in the well, senate yeah and it, that's just pretty much like a made-up position yeah it's, it's not in the constitution it, it, it's an honorary position for old senators yeah for the old heads out there yeah i did that i walked 18 miles i believe that whole day um and then you informed a couple from uh, England that uh, we have their cities in the United States as well. Oh well, yeah, I met I met a couple who took my photo out in front of the uh, Capitol building, and I was just kind of like chatting with the lady while actually firefighters were taking their photo, and then I was like, "Well, you got the firefighters to take your photo, so take my photo." And they're like, "Okay." And I was talking to the lady, and she was like, "Oh, I'm from London. I'm not going to do a British accent." She was like, "I'm from London," and. He's from uh, Birmingham, and I, I just informed her that we do, in fact, have one of those here <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> uh, and then I told her I'm from Kansas City, and she was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and you also met an Irish couple as well. Yeah, yeah, I was in the Supreme Court building, uh, and there was an Irish couple, um, and they were, you know, you were able to actually look into the chamber because there wasn't any, like, hearings in session or whatever and they were just asking me like uh oh so the i'm not going to do my irish accent either uh they were just asking if they all have to sit in the chairs while the session is in order and i'm like yeah you know they there's only nine of them they, they all have to kind of be there and then i did tell them that i don't think they all necessarily have to pay attention and then they were like oh so you know that that's like a it's like a big commitment, right? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's a lifelong, you know, you, you're there for life. One of them died in office like three years ago. Like, you don't have to leave. You, you can just kind of show up and be like 98. Like, uh, 
Actually, I don't know how. I, I'm not going to make that Diane Feinstein joke. <laughs> I don't want it to age poorly. Uh, <laughs> She's 89, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, they were nice, though. Um, everything was kind of hot. Um, it was like 85 degrees out. I had deposited my backpack in the National Gallery of Art because they have a cloakroom. So I didn't actually have any water for about seven hours. <laughs> Until I went in, you can just walk into the like office buildings of the representatives and senators. There's like, they, they like make you go through a metal detector, but you can just kind of walk in. <laughs> um, so I went in there and I drank some water, and uh, my representative was not in there because the house was in session, and I don't know why I didn't go to the Senate building because the Senate probably would have been there because they were not in session. But uh, yeah. But you also got another city off your checklist as well. Charlotte? I had an hour layover in Charlotte. Wait, 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 okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Your flight was undisclosed location in Maine to DC to Charlotte to yes. Kansas City? Yes. I had an hour layover in Charlotte, and then I had what was supposed to be an hour layover in uh Wait, what did I just say? An hour, la- no, I have a twelve-hour layover in D- D.C., an hour flight to Charlotte, and then what was supposed to be an hour uh, layover in Charlotte, which turned into a four-hour layover in Charlotte because the weather was bad in Miami, where the plane was coming from. So I ended up getting back to KC at like three a.m. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think the town you're thinking of is Boston, yes. where we drove through. Yeah, I, I was uh, trying to bait more Boston time. I knew that's why I went for Charlotte. <laughs> I hadn't talked to it. I talked about it to you. Um, yeah, I went to Boston. Uh, we did the Freedom Trail. It was fun. We walked a bunch. Um, you know, you get deposited at the old Massachusetts State House and kind of just walk around. There was like an Israeli group protesting Israel there or something. I don't know. Uh, it was cool. We went to uh, the Sam Adams Tap House, which is across the street from City Hall, which... I didn't realize it was City Hall until I remembered a episode of a certain podcast we listened to where they were talking about like architecture in Boston or something. And it's just like, oh yeah, that giant hunk of concrete is in fact City Hall. <laughs> uh, yeah, we went to the USS Constitution, which is the boat, which, okay, th- this is funny. My fiance, I kept saying, yeah, let's go visit the Constitution. I didn't say USS. So we get there, and there's a giant boat. And she's like, okay, so where's the Constitution? I'm like, oh, that's it. And she's like, oh, I thought it was a piece of paper. <laughs> she thought we were going to see the Constitution, not the USS Constitution. I'm like, no, it's a boat. <laughs> Speaking of, I would not have made it in the U.S. Navy in 1820. Because I hit my head, I think, eight times in that damn thing. You go down in the bottom thing, and I'm, like, having to crane my neck at a 90-degree angle. It's, like, probably five-foot high, like, ceilings. It was awful. <laughs> so your fiancé fit fine. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You would have been fine, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry not all of us are giants it's who, okay. who roam the earth. Speaking of that, so I had a, f- what, a three-hour, four-hour layover in Charlotte. And then I'm getting on, we're boarding the plane at like 1.20 a.m. Um, and I'm like dead tired. I'm falling asleep. I'm watching Always Sunny and zoning off in the uh, 
airport and everybody else you know is just miserable too we get on the plane we're flying it's pitch black everybody's asleep i fall asleep i'm in the row seat i get woken up when they come by asking if i want a coke because you know my leg doesn't fit in the seat and then i can't fall back asleep because the seat is too tiny and I, i i just so i'm sitting here and this is a you know audio medium i'm sitting here i'm trying to lean back but my head doesn't meet the thing so i have to like lean back at like a 90 degree angle facing up unless i scoot forward but then my knees are hitting it i can't get my feet under it and i would have to go out into the row which i'm going to get yelled at for so i literally it was like purgatory there for two hours on the airplane dozing off but just in like incredible pain whenever i would try to like anyways that's my foray into the whole discourse that was happening about like plane seat sizes is i literally could not fall asleep because i didn't fit (laughs) so there's my two cents on that Twitter discourse that was going on like a week ago. And you aren't obese. You're just a, just a massive human. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm tall, but that's okay. You're not obese. You're just massive. You know, you're, 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 you're gargantuan. You're, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're you're a, a very tall, jacked man. Jacked? Yeah. You got some muscle. Oh, my fucking God, Matt. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, Boston was cool. We also went to the West Point Museum, which was also cool. I went at your behest to go see Herman Goring's staff. They have it there. They have his baton. They have his dagger. They have his pistol. They have the instrument of surrender that Japan signed, uh, which it's like, okay, they signed that on a U.S. naval vessel. I feel like the Navy Museum should have that one. Similarly, the uh, they had an atomic bomb casing. Like it was an actual casing, not like a replica. It just didn't have the plutonium, which I was kind of wondering why the Army had that and not the like Air Force or Well, Navy. it was the Army Air Corps at the time. Yeah, but come on. It's like that was the Air Force. It's kind of like uh, when the uh, Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis. They got to keep the Colts' history, and the Ravens were just their own thing, you know? When the Army Air Corps moved to the Air Force, they got to keep the whole Air Corps thing because, you know, that's kind of their thing. I, I don't I don't think the Army really gets to claim credit for, you know, the 8th Air Force or the 8th Air Corps bombing Dresden or whatever because, you know, on those planes. Yeah, I, I guess so. I can see that point. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But they did have a nuke. They had uh, Washington's pistols. Um, they had a pistol that Hitler used. I think, or had, it was gold. I don't know. I don't think it's the one he used to kill himself because I don't think we would have that. I think the Russians would have yeah, that. Yeah. I they think it was just at the Eagle's Nest or something. One of those many gifts that he got. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just one of those things. It was one of those, if you believe in like evil people touching evil artifacts makes those artifacts evil. It was probably the closest concentration to that level of evil I've ever been to. So that's cool. And that's why you fair dodged. Yes, I did. Um, okay. Okay. We've been to Minneapolis. We've mentioned that on this podcast. Yeah. I went to Chicago. I mentioned that on this podcast. Both of those, you go into the metro station, there is a kiosk where you can pay for a fare. You can get St. Either, Louis as well. Same yeah. deal. You can get a ticket or you can get a metro card, right? Kansas City doesn't have that because we're based in awesome, but um, those ones have that. We show up to Boston. We park next to the Museum of Fine Arts, which is where the subway becomes just kind of a a center lane running streetcar, essentially, like light rail. And uh, we're just kind of standing there and trying to figure out, okay, how do we pay for this thing? 
there's no kiosks anywhere. There's no uh, anything. So we go into the museum and, you know, I'd been Googling or whatever. It's like, okay, I thought that there was going to be a kiosk there because that's what it said is you can buy like a one-way paper ticket and then you could just go downtown and pick up a Charlie card, which is their Metro card. That wasn't there. So I go into the museum. I'm like, hey, uh, how how do we use? And they're like, oh, yeah, you just walk in and there will be like, you know, a place where you can pay for a fare on the train. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So we get on the train. No such thing exists. Uh so we're just kind of standing there like, uh, I guess we're just going to kind of be on here. And I was telling her about like, okay, we were in Minneapolis. Um, they had this system. Nobody actually checked it. You didn't have to scan it. You just walked on. But every once in a while, the cops would show up and check it. We had the money for the fare. We were just like, well, if the cops show up, we'll just be like, yo, we're, we're trying to buy this, but there's no fare there, which obviously it wasn't a problem because we just got off in downtown Boston and bought a Charlie card. But yeah, that's how the that's how we stole about $5 worth of train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't like i don't understand these systems like clearly it's honor based for a lot of them in case you get caught because minnesota was also honor based because we did buy the cards uh like the actual tickets for like six hours or something yeah uh and then we had to buy another set when we were leaving what our event we were at because uh there was just a lot of police there yeah, but like i think you could easily just ride most of that transit I, system i think most people i think we talked about that at the time when we were in Minneapolis. I think that's almost just a tourist tax where if you don't know, you're like, oh, I have to buy this. But I feel like a lot of them just don't because the only time we ever had that checked in Minneapolis was leaving the concert we were at because they had like a whole kiosk set up because obviously they've done that before because it's at the football stadium. Yeah. So they like know how to do it. And they had like these like look like temporary ticket booths basically set up. Yeah. Yeah. So they were making sure everybody bought a ticket, mm -hmm. but it was just one of those things where it's like other than that you can I, I think people definitely did just kind of hop on hop off and i'm sure it was the same deal in st louis because i mean i i went there with uh st louis natives uh who didn't really ride the metro system there too much because they seemed to not know exactly what was going on i also didn't know what was going on because my first time riding it but it worked basically the same where you bought the ticket but then you had to get it validated with like a stamp or like a punch thing and then you went down but i saw a bunch of people just walk down without it and also some of our group didn't even validate the ticket, so it d didn't even matter. Yeah, I always find those weird where it's honor-based. And, then like, so in uh, Boston, you just scan it, get on the train, leave. Mm -hmm. But in D.C., you scan it, get on the train, and then you have to scan yourself out, too. So it's yep. like, I, I don't know why we it, don't... It, it, it's working like a metro car where you have to, like, swipe at the turnstiles, right? Yeah, but in Chicago, I believe, don't quote me on this, you scan it, and then you get on and then you leave i don't know why dc you have to scan on and scan off but well i mean that's probably to stop turnstile jumping basically that's my guess but the turnstiles were the same at both ends like oh. you go in the out one so i could have jumped both of them like it wouldn't have stopped me i it was just weird not not like the ceiling the floor ones they have in like new york now or something like that i don't remember or the like uh hidden nypd officers that are really obvious because it's just like oh why is there a white guy dressed in like street-ass clothes the standing with, right there staring at the, the guy with wraparound sunglasses playing candy crush in the corner yeah hmm. i remember uh hearing a story from my parents and relatives uh, who all grew up within the New York City area and they used to have the subway tokens. Ooh. And I feel like that would be like more annoying but also maybe a better system than like having to trust a card. I feel like that would be better just because um, 
in the sense of you have kids or whatever, yeah. you can just give them a couple tokens. Or if you have family coming from out of town, it's like, oh, here, I got 30 tokens. Here, take like two so you can you know go downtown and come back. Yeah. Whereas with the cards, it's like, okay, here, I have to like Venmo you money and then you load it onto your card. And like, like in uh, Chicago, the Ventra card works for both the CTA, like the downtown, the elevated rail and the uh, Mark, I believe that's their regional rail system. And it works for the buses. So it's all on one card. In Boston, the Charlie card works for the subways and the buses. But then if you want to ride the commuter rail, I believe you have to buy a separate pass for that. Uh, and it has its own system because that's like the MTA rather than the whatever. I, I don't know. It's two different systems. But either way, they have the Metro card, but it doesn't work on some of the Metro lines. Some of those you have to and like you register for the Charlie card. You can't link it to a commuter rail account. So it's just two different competing systems that needs to learn from Chicago and link it all under one card so you can just buy one fare. Or they all learn from Kansas City and just stop charging fares for stuff. Apparently that's controversial, though. I don't know why, but like, apparently apparently places other than KC are like, well, we actually have people, so you can't just not charge fares. And it's like, guys, just pay more in taxes and then you don't have to buy fares well from my understanding the kansas city system uh is based off of a federal grant and it will eventually be a financial issue coming up in the next few years but i think that most of kansas city has agreed that it's way better that the system's free than yeah. it is in what we like it's way more convenient and it's more appealing to tourists and stuff and it's ease of transit usage so you don't have to like learn like us there in boston we're like oh my god how do you like okay the charlie card but then how do we load funds onto it because it doesn't have an app but the nta has an app but the nta card is for the commuter like regional rail and you can't link it from there so you have to go to a separate website to link it onto the actuals and it's just like okay yeah too much work too much work or maybe you just like instead, if you want to charge fares, just do it as a day pass. So you just have to like go to a kiosk or an app once a day, and that covers you for all your that rides works. that you need to do. And then in case a cop shows up, you just show yeah, as long as it's dated yeah. for the today's date, because that that's the best system to do and have it all integrated into one system. Like, yeah, the day passes are nice. I think in Chicago it was like two hundred and fifty bucks a year, or maybe six months yeah. for just unlimited rides. And that seems like the easiest, basically an opt-in tax. So if you want to pay like the taxes, it's you know set up as the fare, but you pay basically as much. And I guess that would make sense for like people who are like really pro not taking public transit and driving or whatever. Is you can't say they're not paying into it, right? So they can't complain about improvements yeah. and stuff, even though they should be paying into it because it's a public utility, but basically it removes that argument against expanding the system or whatever because they're not directly having to yep. pay for it if they but, don't use it. Yeah, because experiencing a bunch of different systems, having the exact change for a bus, stupid. Having a uh, ticket that is based off of, that's only valid for X amount of hours, like six hours, like it was in Minneapolis, Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Why is it not valid for the entire day? Uh, honestly, for the St. Louis ride, I had no idea. I just bought a pass, like just a little ticket, and then just got on. I don't know exactly and got it validated with the stamp thing, but I don't know exactly how much that was for or whatever, and it didn't seem like there was any major enforcement going on at the time. Mm -hmm. But like that system in Boston sounds awful. 
It's it's definitely the worst one I've ever been on because like in DC you could just what I did order the smart trip card and just have it shipped to your house. You know, you get a one day fare already loaded on it and you just show up and use it. In Boston it's like, okay, the cards only sort of these only sold at these specific locations and you have to go to there and you have to go to like the Charlie card store to like do whatever to like get the customer service, but it's not open on the weekends and blah, blah, blah. and it's just like and and like you're standing there at the kiosk and it's like okay here's your three different systems because you can buy a one-way pass for the mta right yeah. at the kiosk that is in the subway so it's a completely different system but you can buy a pass for it but if you buy the passport it's not going to work at the place you're actually at you have to go to a separate station that's at that and like they you know they're not really linked so if you want to ride amtrak you have to get off at the north station take transit to the south station and then you can continue on to dc or philadelphia or wherever and, and they're, from my, they're not linked from my understanding it's kind of a similar thing with new york city but also like a metro card works for a lot more of the system yeah. than the amtrak and like you know uh like regional rail around there as well like long island railroad or the metro yeah. north um and i've never been to new york but so far of the towns i have been to chicago and casey are the two best because casey you don't pay for anything in yeah. Chicago. It's all just you put money on the card. The card works. That's it. It works for everything. You can jump on a bus, whatever. And the day passes are like ten bucks. And flashback to a previous conversation from an uh, old Cleo talk is uh, while you were doing this grand adventure, I went up to Omaha to see the buses for myself. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean. Omaha, I was surprised. I was uh, doubting its like actual like viability as a uh, weekend travel destination. Which I need to know. What did you do? Because you know what I did when I was yeah. there, and I think I talked about it on the show. But what what did you do? I uh, went to a absolutely gorgeous downtown park that they have. Okay, G- Gene Lely uh, or something like that. And then I saw the buses. We weren't able to ride a bus, sadly. But I was able to see them in action, big old bendy buses, and they were moving oh, yeah. very quickly. Uh, but we just did a lot of uh, we did a lot of time in the old town or the old market. Yeah, did you go to the uh, the phone booth? Uh, I did go to the phone booth. I didn't go inside the phone booth, okay. which is at the old Spaghetti Works. Yes, uh, mid restaurant, not it, that good. Well, we went to a Mexican restaurant that was in a very nice location. Uh, it was kind of underground in like this weird like atrium area. In, Probably would have been better than the Spaghetti Works. It was okay. I've had. Better Mexican food. Not surprised about that either. Um, Did you go to the ice cream place that's down there? No, but we were suggested to go. Someone suggested us, us go there, but we I didn't have time. I that too. It was pretty good. Uh, but we did go to a tiki bar that was also underground. Oh. There was a tiki bar in the old nice. market area. Highly recommend uh, if you're in Omaha. I don't remember its name, but <laughs> I mean. I, 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 stunning endorsement. Stunning endorsement. Don't remember its name, but do recommend its drinks. Also, I mean, it's Omaha. I don't think there's a lot of tiki bars in the old market area. Probably not. And then we went to a um, we went, we went to uh, that park is absolutely stunning. I don't Gene Lely or something like that. I think we were over by it. I don't think we went to it. Absolutely stunning. It was also a lot colder when I went to Omaha, so it wasn't really kind of outdoor weather. And that was the first public park that I have been to that has like clean functioning very normal public restrooms hmm. that's a, that's a plus yeah it was a plus i wasn't brave enough to go into the public restrooms at dc yeah so uh we also did the zoo because yeah you have to do yeah, the zoo. It, it, it's the zoo uh but 
they didn't the orangutans weren't open because they were like changing up what was going on did there. you get to see the iguanas though uh i did get to see an iguana yes okay there you go yeah but uh Must have i made your day i was trying to i was just thinking like what do you do with the orangutans when you close their exhibit like do they have them like working building their new exhibit Are they, like giving them like power drills and stuff to no, build you, it you give them typewriters yeah it's whenever they're not on show, they're forcing them to do the typewriter thing, you know? <laughs> just like mashing away. You know? It's like, you fuckers got to get Shakespeare written or we're not going to let you out of here. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just they have yeah. the orangutans that are writing no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just forcing them to click clack away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. So, Omaha was good. It wasn't as grand of an adventure across the american midwest and east coast but it was look you gotta just like go out you know you don't do as many like i think this is the first trip you've gone on since we started this podcast other than the minneapolis with me yeah you gotta just go out more dude i know uh and i did see that you can rent uh benches so if anyone's interested in renting a bench did see that i saw a better call saul esque lawyer bench while we were up there i think somebody got a photo of it i don't remember who but uh I, I did remember that when you pointed out, like, oh yeah, we can rent benches. It's like, I saw, I, I, I saw what you were talking about. Yeah. But speaking of all of these great regional areas around Kansas City, wouldn't it be great if they were all connected via rail? Yeah, it would be. So great. I didn't have to drive three hours up to Omaha, or uh, you wouldn't have to drive across the country within a reasonable time. Well, there's some hope for the Kansas City area at least, that there might be more regional rail for the area. This is from 41 Action News, our uh, local uh, news agency, about KCATA talks about study on inner city rail system. That's the Kansas City Area Transit Authority. Kansas City Area Transit Authority. Please make note of what that acronym is, Kansas City Area Transit Authority. It's not Kansas City Transit Authority. It's, it's not Kansas City. It's not Jackson Mis- County Can't Transit Authority. It's not uh, Platte or Clay County, Missouri Transit Authority. It's the Kansas City Area Transit Authority. We'll get to that after we read the article. And this is from Brian Madrick. And sorry, the article goes, Kansas City, Missouri. The Kansas City Area Transportation Authority has applied for a $500,000 federal grant to study a possible inner city rail system for the Kansas City area. Open quote, this is a logical next step to begin to study how could we do rail throughout the region with the world looking at us, with people coming to Kansas City or from around the world who have experienced world-class transit, end quote, said Frank White III, president and CEO of KCATA. Wow, that's a point we've made on this podcast before. It's incredible. We should... uh... We could do these stories. Yeah, it, it's totally like in 2026, we're going to have the world's eyes on us. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like people, you know, coming from Europe and other places, like Chicago or wherever, going to come here and be like, wow, I have to rent a car. This is terrific. White said KCATA's grant process includes three steps, beginning with a study and planning, followed by examination of that study and finished with implementation. Implementation is the hardest part of that. We have read a lot of their studies. Yes. In fact, one that we want to do an episode on at some point that I'm not going to spoil, but I want to do an episode on it. The transit leader told reporters even if he had the money, the metro-wide rail system wouldn't be ready in time for the World Cup in 2026, obviously. We should just get, like, 
one of those Chinese firms that builds like the railroad tracks in like two weeks. We should just do that. <laughs> Come on, guys, we can do it. <laughs> what if we make everyone like volunteer like three Saturdays in a row to yeah. build it? Yeah, we just do bring back the Works Project Administration. She's like, guys, okay, we're going to build a dam in two weeks. <laughs> got this, buddy. Hey, if we default, you never know. Maybe we'll need some uh, random construction projects like how we got the power and light building. Yeah. White pointed to the transit to transit systems like DART in Dallas or RTD in Denver as examples of what they're looking at. Under KCATA's proposal, the rail system would stretch east to west from Topeka to Independence to, and south to north from Olathe to KCI. Which literally, literally, before even connecting Arrowhead or the Truman Sports Complex, why haven't we connected KCI to the rail network? Well... It's hopefully coming with this, but also with the uh, Northland extension of the streetcar, there is possible thought that it could even reach up there. It should. I mean, it, it's KCI brand new isn't going anywhere. Truman Sports Complex might be. You never know. I mean, the Royals might move downtown. The Chiefs might move to K- Kansas. I don't know. They, they're more mobile. Why can't we? KCI makes the most sense for an expansion. I don't know. Traveler Don Laster from Olathe liked the idea of a rail as an alternate to dr- alternative to driving. Open quote. It would be a huge convenient for us because we wouldn't have to park and leave our car, Laster said. Open quote. We wouldn't have to deal with the traffic. We could just grab our bags and head up and relax on our way to our vacation or wherever we're going, end quote. Which is a very good point of the KCI expansion is... You don't have to pay for parking your car up there. Yeah, and also, like once again, the point that we've made before is you don't, you don't have to. You aren't forced to ride the rails. Yes, and highway maintenance dollars aren't going away. Though most highway maintenance dollars are actually subsidized by the federal government. Literally, the highways will stay in the same condition they are. Actually, you'll get less traffic because people less traffic, less wear and tear. And like in the case of KCI, if you have more people coming from Johnson County or Jackson County or Wyandotte County by rail, then there's more parking spaces available. That pickup line gets less backed up because more people just hop on the metro and go home. You know, traffic just improves in general when people don't have to drive. Speaking of the pickup line, when you got picked up, did uh, the person picking you up just park? Because when I have to pick up... uh, Cell phone lot and then... I called them. They drove over and picked me up. I will say there was somebody. So it's a one-way, right? There's two lanes. Yeah. Uh, trying to describe for audio listeners. Uh, there's two lanes. Somebody was parked in the left, in the middle, not even like next to the curb, in the middle, all the way on the far left. It goes left to right. So the right is like where you exit. Uh, they were just kind of parked in the middle of the road. Um, not in their car. Old, old habits die hard. And it's like, guys, this isn't the old KCI. You you can't can't park it. That, that's, everybody like, oh well, the place is so poorly designed. The traffic is so bad. It's like it's because you're freaking parking in the pickup lane, guys. You can't do that. And uh, people who don't understand uh, are struggling to understand KCI's old airport, which we did talk about in a previous episode. This is a complete drastic tangent from what we were talking about. Who cares? Uh, it's a they were three horseshoes that you used to be allowed to just park and you could like wait and there's tons of curb space. Now there's a normal amount of airport curb space uh, for compared to other airports, but uh, people who are from Kansas City are struggling to come to terms with the fact that now there's a lot more flights coming out of 
KCI because we actually have a usable airport and there isn't that much curb space anymore compared to what we used to have. Which, so, which I would like to lodge one complaint with the new airport. Um, and this might be a TMI for anyone. When you're coming from D.C. and you've been in 86 degree weather and you have like horrific chafing going on, the Terminal 1, which is the first ones, you know, walking that entire length with no moving walkway or anything sucks really hard. But, but they have a moving walkway. Yes, on the other terminal going north. I was at Terminal A on the very far, like, you think it's like a big uh, T and then yeah. there's another T on top it, of it, it. It's an H. Yes, I was at one of the ends of the H, and you have to walk down into the middle, and there's no moving walkway. There's only a moving walkway going like up and down the middle, which wasn't useful for me. Mm. So it's like great in theory, uh, but when you're like not able to walk very easily because of um, you've been outside for 14 hours and sweating a lot, uh, not 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 so fun. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Well, I, my time is picking up people from the airport. I've just parked in the in the parking lot because it's a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Like the yeah. parking lot it's, right it's, next door is a, it, it's it's a dollar. And, and it's like a 10 foot walk. Yeah. It, I, I don't understand how people have that many issues with this thing. Anyway, back to the article. Eddie Russell from downtown KC also likes the idea of a rail system. Yes, Eddie, we're for you. I think it would be much a be a much easier experience for me, Russell said. I wouldn't have to do the parking. I wouldn't have to pay more parking. Traveler Rahu Reddy of Overland Park said it is a good time for the area to embrace something new. We've got a new airport. Hopefully we can see some new ideas and ventures in the near future, Reddy said. Why is he described traveler? Why, why is he described as traveler? Well, it, the other guy was tra- uh, scroll up, the guy from Olathe. Oh, was also described as traveler. That's weird. It, it, it's probably because they probably travel a lot for their work or that whatever. Makes, that makes sense, I guess. It's yeah. Kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, we we agree with all of this. We yeah. need to probably just do an episode. Probably. On, we've already done one on like streetcars and highways. We probably just need to have like regional rail in Kansas City or something. And it's on the list. We have the notebook. I know. We what we need to do is we need to make that episode, but make it and then like send it to people to like be like here's why we need this here's what this would benefit just have kind of like a comprehensive episode that all of you we, can share with your friends we, do, we need to make the episode while we're in the middle of a, of a like actual major research series that we have hit an absolute stonewall on because we have kind of a script for yeah we, we're gonna come up with more of it we just have to write that's problem is is that uh going out of town on a really long arduous journey kind of impedes the writing process a little bit (laughs) also planning for said trip um but uh i mean i I don't i don't have an excuse i've just been lazy yeah you have just been lazy but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) i have it too but um yeah this would be uh, transformative in a good way uh the the current i-69 expansion that we're talking about uh 700 million dollars um that never gets asked how we're going to pay for it. That never gets asked why we need that. This will definitely, if it goes forward at all, get criticized for, well, why are we paying for that? Well, that's a lot of money for rail. Wow. How much are we going to be paying for that? Wow. How can we afford that? I, Highway expansion never gets that. We've got major ones. The I-69 one, I don't even think that was up to public comment. This one's getting like giant articles for obvious reasons because it would actually be something new and good. But the highways never get that kind of scrutiny that this is going to get. I'm excited 
for counter protesting the protesters. I'm going to buy one of those megaphones. I'm going to call them fucking idiots. This this will be one thing where we genuinely will need everybody to like kind of get in favor of if this is going to pass. Like we will probably have to be more active in general and I don't know. We'll have to get more people on like Twitter or something to actually genuinely kind of come out. Cause I, I don't know that many people from KC on like the, the urbanist or whatever the fuck Twitter, but, uh, they'll have to actually be somewhat supportive of Kansas city for the first time in their lives. Yeah. And, uh, one, one issue that I've been seeing popping up, this is, uh, once again, rehashing, uh, Reddit drama from stuff I've seen is people complaining that it doesn't give, uh, equal share to the Missouri side as it does to the Kansas side because mm-hmm. we go to Topeka, but it doesn't go to Columbia or doesn't go to St. Joseph or doesn't go that deep into the Northland, the opposite way from KCI. Yeah. And, um, my uh, point to that of people making those comments is, I mean, this is a start. Mm-hmm. This connects of of a large portion of a regional population. There isn't that m- many large cities as close, well, medium-sized cities, as close as Lawrence and Topeka are on the opposite side of Kansas City on the Missouri side. Yeah. And connecting those which are a 45 minute and like a little bit over an hour drive uh, would be way better to the overarching economy of the entire region mm-hmm. than arguing over it and killing it because it doesn't go to St. Joseph yeah. or it doesn't go to Columbia because those can come at another point if this is a success. Yeah. And what I, and we need to look at our streetcar as well because that was once again, one mile long roller coaster mm-hmm. up and down the street, which by the way, the Kansas side did also help pay for. Yes. Um, the KCATA is paid into by Johnson County and why the, the Kansas side, that's the regional transit authority. So the ride KC program, which the buses service the Kansas side, that's Kansas and Missouri, both Kansas pays. I think Johnson County pays like a hundred million dollars of their budget into the KCATA. So anybody critiquing that, Kansas pays for that program, that organization, too. It's a regional transit authority. It's like a 13, 17 county, I don't remember, transit authority. And that's paid for this streetcar. And we need to not let weird chips on our shoulders and thinking that one side's getting a better deal than the other um, impede future growth. And we've been able to do it before. Kansas and Missouri were able to agree in order to pass the bi-state tax to repair Union Station over 20 years ago. That was a dump that was looking to get torn down. And we, both sides of the border, stood stood for something and got the funds to make it an absolute massive landmark for the city. We also pay in for making the streetcar and expanding that because it's a good project that's good for the city. I do not want to hear some negs about it because there's people who are paying into the system who don't have anything on their side of the state and you're going to complain about the regional rail. This is an actual viable study mm-hmm. that would be a boon to the economy of the entire region. Which we, we talked about this in the Omaha episode, but letting perfect be the enemy of good. Okay. We can't snap our fingers and make a New York subway system out of thin air. The New York subway system did not spawn in 1850 or whenever, looking like it does now. You start with one line. You start with 
whatever this study comes up with, you start with something. You start with the Kansas City streetcar, and then you work from there and expand it. Okay, it only goes to Manhattan, or it only goes to Topeka and Lawrence. We want it to go to Columbia. Good news. Once we build this, you can expand it. We can make it go to Columbia if you'd like that for be where it goes. At least we will have a system that goes somewhere. Lawrence is half the distance from Kansas City that Columbia is. It makes sense for it to go there. It's a major college in the area. You would get a lot of college students riding into Casey on the weekends, spending money, paying for the system. You get a lot of families that want to visit their kids going to Lawrence. Graduation, when you know KU has graduation, you don't have to drive. All of a sudden, K7 isn't backed up every single day. You want to go to Topeka, your lawmakers, you want to go protest, all of a sudden, okay, K7 isn't as bad. You don't have to drive. Also, it works both ways because now people from Topeka are able to go to the Missouri side and go to downtown Kansas City and spend more money in Kansas City or mm-hmm. they're able to spend more time at the airport or they're able to go to North Kansas City through the train system and then on the streetcar which is going to hopefully going to expand up to North KC and I'm a big fan of North KC Armor Boulevard mm-hmm. is a is a lot of fun but there's people from outside of Kansas City that never get to go there or really be able to experience it unless they drive. Yeah. And that's not fair to them. Yeah. That, that's the thing is you can't get this immediately. We have to start somewhere. What they're talking about is a reasonable start. And if you're supportive of this, but you want it to go other places, please take that support and stay with it and don't kill it. It's kind of like the weed legalization in Missouri. You know, a lot of people were opposed to it because the bill didn't go far enough. But if those people that were opposed to it because it didn't go far enough voted against it because, well, I want to get a better bill, well, okay, you vote against it. Weed is illegal. There you go. Cool. It's now you don't have what you want and weed is illegal. You know, all the people in prison for weed in the past aren't free and it's still illegal. Like, there you go. You've just killed both projects. Weed legalization passed. Now you can work on freeing the people who are in jail for it. You know, it's like you have ones. It's like you got to take one step at a time. But if you choose not to take any steps, then, okay, you're in the exact same spot as you started in. You haven't made any progress. Also, if you're a stupid Toronto, uh, quote unquote, transit expert, and you think something like a building any streetcar is dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. (laughs) It, 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 why am I rehashing our Twitter beef from like because three it's weeks annoying. ago? It's annoying. It, 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 it was annoying. My Twitter beef from like three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I see you in Kansas City, uh, rice whatever on Twitter, where I was saying it was the best in the Midwest, drunkenly, and then I deleted the tweet. Yeah, here you are in KC tweeting about a streetcar. See how the turntables turn, huh? Anyways, there you go. That's my Twitter beef. Cool. Anyways, follow us on Twitter if you yeah. want to. Oh, yeah. Clio History. Th- this has been a Clio Talk. Yeah. I've been Matt. I've been RC. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Clio History. You can email us at cleohistorypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, like or share. Get this wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.